you're listening to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, presented by Brandon Elliott. This show will be going over all aspects of real estate investing and is intended to educate, motivate, and prepare you to take action on your first or next real estate investment. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Brandon Elliott, your host to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm super excited today. We have an amazing guest, Mr. Nick, my good friend. How you doing, brother? Hey, hey. Good. How are you, my friend? Good, man. I, I would pronounce your whole name, but <laughs> but I don't want to butcher it. So uh, I'll let you introduce yourself and um, kind of give us a little bit about your, your history and how you got into real estate. Sure, yes. So my full name is Nick Kazakov, and... Uh, I've gotten, uh, I've been dealing with real estate uh, for a while, and um, just kind of background history is um, I've been um, in finance uh, pretty much about uh, for a decade, about 12 years. I uh, went to University of Utah for, and always uh, I was pursuing a career in finance and uh, graduated in finance and mechanical engineering, worked in banking, uh, and uh, uh, investments based on mortgage-backed securities. Mm. What bank was that that you were working for? That was a smaller bank that I was working for, but then later I was working for the actual mortgage servicer. So I was working with like big financial institutions like U.S. Bank, like Credit Suisse, so big guys. Okay, nice. So how'd you find yourself? I mean, you were kind of in that atmosphere the whole time and then eventually you got excited about real estate or just figured, you know, you have to get in there as well? Well, uh, yes. I mean, I started uh, investing in real estate back in uh, 2008 when I, uh, when I uh, bought my first uh, house. And that was definitely in 2008. It was a good time to invest. And uh, uh, now it's... Uh, actually give me a good opportunity to use use those investments uh in the in the the, this time of uh, this this time because uh obviously the equity the equity of the properties uh went up like significantly and then that's what i'm doing i'm kind of using those equities for my future investments so yeah i've started investing back in 2008 but i've been working as a w2 employee and now almost a year and a half uh, I'm, a, I'm a full-time real estate investor okay nice nice um so in 2008 when you bought your first property that was right after the crash obviously yes yes it was uh, it was it was a very tough very tough decision to make uh, but I did it and uh, I guess I had a stable job and uh, and uh, and I guess I kind of kind of had the investor mind back then already and uh so that definitely helped me uh um, now term okay now when it comes to making that decision um i know you're already you're already surrounded in the atmosphere and education yourself but did you have any mentors or any any like real estate seminars that you went to or any other education in real estate to actually be able to get that confidence to pull the trigger yes yeah definitely you uh you want to be a successful real estate investor investor entrepreneur you you can de- you definitely need to educate yourself 
and yes, I went to several seminars. Actually, I was trying so many things, honestly. <laughs> I was trying to come up with some sort of a business, and I tried. Um, I was even thinking be, uh, to be in franchise. So I've tried that, like storages, for example, and uh, uh, haircuts. <laughs> so there's yeah. a lot of stuff that I was trying to see what, what would be best working for me. But in the... And overall, in long term, I was realizing for myself so that everyone obviously wants to have a house. Everyone uh, wants to raise a pretty much a family, and uh, and I think that was a great decision back in 2008. And uh, later on, later on, I was visiting a few seminars, and I, I actually be, uh, met my mentor uh, in the, one of those seminars, and um, I joined his team. He's uh, definitely been a big uh, help and uh, we are still friends and still uh, he still helps me out so i guess the number one thing uh, in real estate investing and i would totally agree with this uh, concept that you have to have a mentor you have to have someone you can rely on especially when you starting your career as a real estate uh, as investor yeah okay so so how do you feel about seminars in, in general or just that education realm well i would say i mean I would say any education, uh, not all, all of the education can be beneficial, but but overall, I think I did gain the knowledge, and uh, definitely I've uh, met. Uh, it's, it's all about network as well. As well, I mean the net network is your net worth. So I definitely met some people. I'm still uh, in contact now, and uh, and actually some people I'm still doing business with. Nice. So you've always had that mindset to be an entrepreneur and really come up with some kind of strategy to, to make your money work for you and really, you know, build up some, some other streams of income. Um, yeah, well, go ahead. So when, when it comes to, down to um, some trials and errors when you're coming across, you know, finding your, your niche, whether it was in real estate or not, you know, how did, what, what were your learning experiences? Well, it's a path. I'll tell you what. It's yes. It's a big path, uh, and uh, I mean, I I would say I was uh, I'm actually have a analytical analytical type of mind. As I said, I've been a real estate um, uh, investment. Uh, the position that I had when I was W two, it was uh, uh, investment analyst. So I was like I said, I was uh, dealing with uh, a lot of analysis. It's not. It's not much of our communicative work. And then I decided for myself, hey, you. I mean, you need to decide for yourself. Hey, where you need to improve. So, so it seems like I need to improve. I need to talk to more people. That's why actually I went to those seminars. Yeah. That's why I try, tried uh, to do something I've never done before. Communicate uh, more with the people. Negotiate all of this good stuff. So. So you need to, I guess, for yourself, you kind of need to figure out, hey, this is the good things. This is the things I'm very powerful at, and there is a thing that I'm weak at. So if you want to become better, obviously, you need to work on your business. Mm. And you, if you do that, then it will, uh, you'll, you'll be, be, be a better person and more successful. That's yeah. What, that's, that's what I like that. I like that. Sorry, brother. I had to pause for a second because my dogs are acting crazy. 
but uh, they're having too much fun playing. But anyway, um, so as far as, you know, some of your deals, let's talk about, let's just dive into some of the, the deals that you've come across. Uh, what did your first deal look like? Well, uh, I mean, so like I have mentioned that, I mean, it's good to have a mentor uh, and uh, so you can ask all of these uh, questions uh, through the process. And the first couple of the deals I actually did, uh, and most of my deals I do with some, some sort of a partners, right? Mm. Either, either you bring a credit, either you bring knowledge, either you bring money, or either you bring relationship to the table. So you okay. got to bring something to the table. So back then, I was, uh, obviously, I didn't have too much knowledge. And I said, hey, I'll bring, I'll bring some money to the table. <laughs> and I did. And that's how we start working on uh, one of the first, uh, on the first deal. And that deal went okay. I mean, we did, uh, we did make some money. And uh, who was your partner on that one? And is that still your partner today? Uh, well, it's actually it was my mentor. Yeah, okay. my mentor. Yes. So we kind of went through the process. I mean, we he walked me through and uh, through analysis, through acquiring the property, all of this good stuff. So, but then, if you want to talk about my first first my deal, <laughs> that was actually my first deal was the worst deal. Yeah. Okay. Throw it at me. Let's hear some. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, so mine this, wasn't the best either. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, eventually we actually got break even, break even, and uh, but this one was uh, that was a townhouse, and uh, honestly, I decided for myself after this deal, I'm not gonna deal with deal with townhouses or condos as my investments as far as you uh, if you want to talk about flipping yeah right? of course the rentals would be just fine but we acquired this property through the wholesaler and uh, everything was just fine um, and we did a great remodel and uh, but then we come up with problem uh, when we were start selling the property because it was an HOA unit and there was only four units HOA and then we start problem a problem with the HOA because one of the one of the res, residents uh, was in bankruptcy. <laughs> was in bankruptcy because that's why it was tough to find to find a buyer. I mean, obviously, it was um, we need to find a cash buyer or we need to approve this buyer for the for the <clears throat> for the uh, credit. And that was tough to do because not every financial institution will approve you when there's some sort of issues with HOA. So, exactly. so that's so, why. As far as that deal, how long did that process take to actually finalize? And you guys well, just broke even, you said? Yeah, we were, we were in this deal up to six months. Okay. It was six months. So honestly, our hard money cost eat our profits. Yeah. It was, it was tough to find. And, but eventually we did find it. And like I said, and I was just ready to move on, ready to move on. But like I said, we didn't make anything. It was frustrating, but we learned a lot of stuff. Number one, like I said, I mean, I made the decision uh, that I'm not going to deal. I'm going to only deal with the single family housing going forward and uh, do your due diligence. Make sure every, everything is in shape as far as like everyone is uh, on top if you are investing uh, properties uh, involving HOA. 
Yeah. So, um, so definitely do your due diligence. That's obviously number one. That's very key. So many people, you know, that's how you know if you're making money right when you're buying it, obviously, if, if the numbers are run correctly. And then, um, so moving forward, you don't, you don't mess around with anything except um, uh, single family houses. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and also, um, so you, you eliminated doing condos and um, any, anything that has to do with HOA fees. So um, moving forward, do you typically give yourself more, more time as well? In, into the due diligence just in case because six months to me it really doesn't it doesn't sound for problems to you know come up and occur that's that's not the worst story that I've heard I've heard of you know a year or longer um, and then the the hard money costs just get outrageous so um, so moving forward do you typically give yourself a little bit more time now definitely definitely due diligence is the number one key um, the number you need to to do cautious cautiously uh, and make sure everything is uh, uh, top notch on this subject. Say uh, yes, I agree. I mean, six months is not uh, is not as six months is six months. I mean, but my goal, my goal, my say for example, my goal in the properties uh, to from start to finish is uh, usually at this point is three months. Three months, in and out. Yes. Okay. The property, get the team, uh, do your due diligence, and then, and then obviously I'm not waiting for 30, 30 days to close on the property at this point. Either I'm using some cash funds, some private money, or maybe, more, maybe some uh, cash uh, that we generate from other projects, and uh, we just go for it. And uh, that's the thing. We, I would say you have to do your due diligence, but sometimes you don't have time, too much time to do your due diligence. You need to make that decision uh, right away. So because the market uh, getting very competitive these days and uh, you got to make your decision fast. So you need to make decision fast. You need to act fast. You need to make sure your team is in place and doing the job. So... And that's the thing. You have to have a great team to accomplish this uh, uh, terms. You have to have a good realtors. You have to have a good team of contractors, some insurance agents, and uh, et cetera, et cetera, attorney, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. a few things that definitely a team, great team will provide good results. Yeah. So, um yeah, I mean, action taking is something that everybody that I, I've interviewed so far just keeps on re- repeating. It's like you really need to, you need to uh, not procrastinate and really just take that action um, and, and take the risk. But at the same time, uh, it is very, very important to for listeners out there like just getting started or um, trying to understand the numbers. To you know, within real estate, one of the big reasons why I love real estate is that there's so many different ways to structure a real estate deal. So there's never, there's so many options uh, for the most part to really, if you mess up uh, or problems occur over time, then there's always a plan B, C, D, and just, you know, um, so forth. So definitely do your due diligence, but know that if uh, you educate yourself enough on um, those problems that occur, that there's always a way out of it. 
um, typically. So um, let's talk about partnerships really quick because something that, that's something that I'm just starting to get into as I'm, as I'm getting more properties. I've realized that a lot of people, uh, when they ask me about these deals, they, they love the ratio, the, the high ROIs, and they want to start, you know, joining in and start partnering up. So I, I'm actually just getting into my first joint venture. And, um, and it's pretty exciting, but it's, it's something that, you know, I could definitely uh, use some help with your, your experiences, you know, some learning curves possibly that you might have gone through. You know, can you can you give any feedback when it comes to transparency or um, or just how you guys structure deals and, and how you guys really make that team? I know you brought up a few minutes ago that, you know, when it comes to partnering partnerships, there always needs to be something that is brought to the table uh, from each partner. Uh, and you were the money partner at the time. But now that you're getting some experience, uh, how do partnerships work with you typically now? Yes. Uh, so as I mentioned exactly right that you have to you have to be you have to bring something to the table so back then i was using my some of my own money and then some uh, i built a good stand credit so i used the credit as well to uh to finance those properties mm -hmm. or or definitely if uh, i didn't i didn't have much of an education but as i've done uh, at least i would say three to four flips with my mentors and then uh, I guess I was ready for my own thing, and that's that's how it started. So, you know what? <laughs> the funny thing, and I guess it's uh, maybe it sounds funny, but if you want to be successful, just copy successful people. That's what you gotta do. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Just work with the guys who know what needs to be done. They they know what to do, and they can help you in the learning path. And that's what I did. I just copied. I just copy it and uh, I just start doing it myself. And now, now I um, have some pri private money, uh, partners investing uh, in properties, and uh, and some of those deals I'm actually not providing any money out, out of my pocket. Hell yeah, I like that. <laughs> now you kind of switch the roles, and uh, instead of uh, pouring the money or credit, you are the one who is providing the knowledge. And, uh, and, and yeah, and then I love to educate people as well. I mean, as you getting through uh, those stages, you become more confident. And uh, uh, but it, there's always have to be something. I mean, there's not going to be always hundred percent the way you're gonna think it's gonna be. You know, in this in these deals, there's something can come up, and then you are learning as well. It's not like I'm saying, hey, I know everything. No. Yeah. You're always learning. You always have uh, some scenarios coming up, but as overall, as a base, as a as a foundation, you can say in real estate, you know what you're doing, and that's um, and that that's my uh, feedback. Just yeah, and work with those successful people. That's how you gain the knowledge and be ready for your own. Yeah, that's powerful. You know, when when you do surround surround yourself by uh, like-minded individuals that are really a step or two just ahead of you it really just enables them to really pull you up and um and make those good decisions like you said when, when it comes to learning especially in real estate i mean real estate's always changing over time so things that a lot of people were doing and being very successful with maybe 10 years ago aren't 
aren't necessarily uh, the same now. So, um, so to the day we die, you know, in real estate, we're, we're constantly going to be learning more and more things every day. But, um, but yeah, I, I like that. Um, as far as projects currently right now, what, what are you working on? Uh, we just, uh, we're working on uh, three uh, uh, fix and flips at this point, And we are actually uh, trying, uh, I'm trying to get to uh, land development. So we're looking at some projects at this point, but but I, I, as far as like my fix and flips, I'm just gonna give you a heads up. I mean, I can I can consider myself that I'm a still a beginner. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm doing this full time, but still I'm on a on a learning curve. And uh, I'm say for example, Salt Lake market is definitely growing big time, and I'm not dealing with the properties that are like half a million dollars. I'm dealing with properties say from 150 to 300,000. So, and the reason why, I mean, I have uh, I have uh, two teams, uh, at least two teams in place who's working on projects at the same time, and I want to complete those projects fast. So that's what I love to do, two, three months to top, but that's what we are working on. And then I'm trying to get into land development where I can actually try to educate myself <laughs> and talk to those successful people on the land development and see See what we can do and try new things yeah yeah with your education um history in the past with doing um uh, engineering i'm sure that would kind of get exciting and definitely help out in that avenue for building up as well as uh you know the the single family houses that you guys are doing right now is that more like uh cookie cutter type of projects that are um you know uh fresh paint carpet you know, a little bit of work in the kitchen or bathroom, and then you guys are geared towards selling that to like a first time home buyer? It depends. It depends. Uh, say I have, uh, I have a couple, so say I have two different projects. One of them a little bit more upscale house, and one of them is uh, in a more nicer neighborhoods of, of uh, Salt Lake. And then uh, there is another one, which is not as nice. So that's the thing. I mean, as far as um, getting to the projects, you need to kind of real uh, analyze and realize who is going to be your end potential buyer. Yeah, that's that's what you need to realize. That's how you're going to determine what type of materials, what you're actually going to do with this property. Mm -hmm. Say, for example, on this property, it's more of a nicer house, so we decided to actually move some walls out. We want to open the kitchen. We want to put some cans so we can get this. Uh, it's a smaller house, but it's a nice It's a nice neighborhood. That's why we do have to provide very quality materials. Okay. So, so we move some walls out. We we definitely we actually gonna build a new um, a, a new bathroom, a new bathroom. So that will take some time. Uh, did take some time for us to to do. So then we actually um, uh, provide. Uh, a brand new HVAC for this uh, house as well. Mm. So, and then we're gonna do uh, hardwood floors, paint, and replacing the windows, paint the whole house. So quite a bit of money on this one. But again, this house will sell for much higher value than the other one that we're doing. That I'm not providing as much time as and as not as uh, great of quality materials, say as an example. Okay. 
Nice. So you always kind of um, keep in mind, like vision, what the end buyer would look like and what they would want for for their needs and interests um, to determine how you're actually going to go about the remodel of each property. Exactly. Yeah, you have to you have to kind of image what the what. And I always uh, always when I buy even buying a property, I'm thinking how I'm going to sell it. Yeah. That's how it is. I mean, in this project, okay, what I'm going to do, have your vision, you're trying to visualize, and then you try to realize, hey, who is the buyer? Who is actually going to uh, buy this property? You don't have to fall in love with your properties like any other like any other investment. In the yeah, I have. I, I made that mistake. We start to, you know, I go in and something, it really doesn't need to be fixed, but I'm like, you know what? That would look way better if I spent a couple hundred dollars here, and then you go over to the next uh, room and it's like I can do this, make it real beautiful, and, and it's tough to do. It's tough yeah. to do. And that's that's another mistake that I did when I was doing my first uh, flip on my own this this uh, HOA uh, trouble, where we put too much of uh, great materials. I mean, it was nice neighborhood, but still, you need to kind of watch yourself and realize, hey, here's my budget, here's my end client, Take to here's, it. here's I'm gonna sell it for by doing the comps, by talking to real estate. Uh, to your network, realize, hey, that's the price. You always have to budget everything. Yeah. If you want to make money, and that's that's how it goes. Yeah. No, that's good. Um, ha- have you ever had any issues with actually selling the property at the end? Well, I mean, the only time we had the issue is with this uh, co- condo where we have the HOA trouble. Otherwise, yeah. I mean, we have a very competitive market. Uh, and uh, there is uh, usually, even now at this, uh, during the winter times. Uh, yeah, it normally it slows down. It normally slows down, but it's not. That's okay. It's not at this point. Well, you, you probably might have some uh, less offers, but you'll still, still have a couple. Do you have any investors that come in and actually, um, you know, try to pick up your properties for an investment or is it all end buyers that, you know, for personal consumption? Yes. I mean, there is a possibility when the investors actually uh, can acquire the property from me, say in the case of a seller finance and I've done few transactions on this part, the way we buy the property, say on the seller finance, we fix it up and then we sell to another investor. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I know. I typically uh, like to pick up properties during the winter just because it's, I feel like it's a good time, especially around the holiday seasons. Um, Everybody's busy and not focusing so much on on that aspect. So that's where I like to come in aggressively. Yes, sir. But um, when it comes down to uh, getting your leads for these properties, how? Let me ask you first as well. How many projects have you done so far? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, well, probably done about a total of ten. Ten? Okay, nice. So, uh, how how are you finding these leads right now? Uh, well, I mean, when I was uh, when I was started uh, starting with uh, doing uh, real estate, I mean, uh, started to try to do it full time. I was actually trying to go to the KSL or Craigslist and make those calls for the rent to own or for the for the house that's selling currently. 
on the <clears throat> on the market. So maybe I I was uh, I actually had a success. I knew about a, a seller finance property. Uh, so the one of the seller was willing to do the seller finance property where we did essentially seller buy, meaning, yeah. that, meaning that we sell it, we buy it, and then remodel it and sell and sell it again. So, but uh, later on, I mean, I established a good uh, and uh, a network uh, with real estate agents, and at this point, I'm working I would say with at least three real estate agents. And that's another key to find a great real estate agent who can uh, who can search the properties for you, who can, who can do some analysis, so you can leverage your time. Yeah. And uh, and that's that's exactly what I was trying to do and build. And uh, like I said, uh, at least two three agents they are working with me closely, and we have uh, meetings on a weekly basis. Oh, okay. Where we analyze the properties together. Yeah. And, uh, and then make a decision whether we we want to pursue this uh, exact one. And then if we if we do, then we do, do take a look. Or sometimes they just go to the property and then take a video from me, so I can see it myself. And like I said again, uh, time is the key. Time is the money. Yeah. And, uh, so do you have any um, do you, do you have any interest in buying holds, or are you just Focusing on the fix and flip game right now. Yes, of course uh, I do, and then I do have a uh, few properties under my belt at this point. Definitely, well, speaking about finance, cash flow is the king, <laughs> and uh, and uh, it's it is one of my favorite actually books, uh, Cash Flow Quadrant by uh, Kiyosaki. Yeah. So uh, so I think the the more cash flow, if you have a cash flow, constant cash flow flowing to your bank account will be just fine you just yeah need, it'll take care of you you'll just need to measure your uh budgeting that's pretty yeah. much it. but yes i mean i have a few of those and i have uh, i have a great interest and i'm looking to acquire a few more of seller finance properties i mean i already used and uh pretty much my credit is full as far as like uh, buying uh i have at least two mortgages under my belt i mean how many how many properties you can buy using your credit, right? Uh, maybe five. No, I think you can get ten. I think it's it's ten with uh, the traditional, you know, lending. Okay. Route. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, with this uh, with recent dot uh, act, it's more difficult to to qualify for the financing. Even people who is making millions of dollars, they they will not be able to qualify. But I mean, it's possible to do. And, uh, but I love to, uh, I love to acquire the properties using the seller finance, uh, strategy where I'm not actually using my credit and I'm acquiring the property through someone else's credit. And that's, okay. Uh, definitely. Uh, yeah. Let, let's talk about that a little bit because I, I was negotiating a, a deal that I, I'm about to close on now, um, a few months ago and I was going to use that strategy. And then we ended up just getting creative and, and coming up with something a little bit uh, more beneficial on my side. So, and on his as well, because he wasn't looking to do owner financing for a long period of time. Right. So, um, so how do you go about that? Owner financing, how does that work? Like what, what is that exactly? And for those so, so yeah, I mean, to acquire those properties, I mean, you need to find the lead, and usually the lead is someone who is 
has some trouble making a payment, say they're in a bankruptcy or legal field. So you see from the cities, these guys, and uh, start talking, how can we help these guys, right? Say, for example, we acquired this property where this guy had uh, 27 years on his mortgage at 4.5%. And I uh, say his payment was uh, about eleven, um, about seven, uh, about eight hundred dollars. And uh, so what we did, we negotiated down this this guy where we gonna acquire this uh, acquire. So there's a contract called sub contract for deed subject to. Yeah. Uh, where they basically, they basically the. That property goes to our possession, and uh, and this guy will basically walk away. He'll walk so away. In that situation, you you guys are basically taking over his uh, current loan, and uh, you are 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 you paying directly to the bank with your own money, or are you paying him and he pays the bank? Well, we actually using the escrow. We actually using the escrow, but we are the one who actually making those payments for him. He's yeah. not making any payment. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, we definitely negotiate the deal. Maybe we'll throw some cash on top, you know, so we'll say, hey, we'll save your credit and uh, we'll maybe give you a couple thousand more uh, so, so you'll feel happy and start your new life, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so, and then what we do, say, for example, we start, um, we're doing some remodel on this project, right? And then we, say, we bought this for 140, and then, and then we did the remodel for like 30 grand, so 170, and then we, we, we sold this house for, uh, 250,000, meaning that, meaning that we still have an equity in this house, right? But we just sold this house to someone else. But yeah. what we are getting since we are financing 215000 and becoming our own bank, right? Uh, we're charging the interest rate. We're charging a little bit higher interest rate. It's a premium at least 2.5-3%. So say we uh, acquired 4 and then we actually sold it at 65 or 7 So we're getting this spread of cash flow of at least $400, $450 plus. We're making some money out of the interest until he is going to refinance this property. And then you decide with him what that term would be. Okay. So you you guys, after you built the value in the property, instead of actually flipping the property, you are acting like the bank now and doing exactly um, what you guys jumped into with acting like the owner financing now? Exactly. So you oh, become, that's great. you're becoming your own bank. And that's the beauty of the seller finance. So say after three, he can refinance it anytime he wants. He can say, hey, Nick, I am ready to buy this property. I don't know. Maybe he got, I don't know where he's getting money from, but usually this type of deals, they have at least 50% of default. Yeah. So, so, so you can always take it back and get that high down payment and also the, the spread over the lifetime that is more than, you know, um, interest wise and the, I'm sure the, the monthly rental as well that what you originally negotiated with the original seller. Now, is there a balloon payment with the original seller that you have? Exactly, so yeah, so yeah, what you, what are you what you're exactly doing, you're leveraging your risk. 
So if you don't have too much risk when you with these guys default, then we we take his down payment or maybe he renegotiates on a on a new terms, you know. So, but uh, it definitely definitely saved his life and it's very beneficial beneficial to uh, our side. But <clears throat> let's see. what was the question again? I'm sorry, I lost it. Um. Uh, so. So there, there's a balloon payment, correct? Oh, the balloon payment, yes. So yeah, they can refinance at any time they want, pretty much. They can say, hey, here's the 215,000. So what we do is we just, uh, he just paid for the balloon payments or we can just refinance it for him again. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Nice, I like that. Um, so, so that's the kind of strategy that you're looking to acquire from now on moving forward along with the fix and flips. Yes, exactly. So how, how do you actually come across a lead like that? Are you guys doing direct mail marketing at all? Or is that still the relationships built within uh, realtors? I feel like that's a, that's a kind of niche that is more, you know, find that one person that's going through that struggle that wants to get out of their property. Yes, exactly. We started a direct marketing campaign, and then that's how we come up with this one. And then it's uh, it's a word of the mouth as well. So nice. It's more tough to find those. I totally agree. It is. And then because obviously these properties are, and the the greatest leads are the leads that are not on MLS, right? I mean, you can find they still you can still find a good MLS property where you can work on and make some money, but uh, obviously, if you find the lead, uh, that lead will make you at least twice as much as you would make. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. Now, when it comes down to the direct mail marketing uh, campaign, um, I, I'm personally just about to get into that in, in San Diego area here. Um, and I know different markets, it, it has kind of a different ratio, but I'm curious, you know, what does that look like? How are you guys all doing handwritten letters? Do you hire out a company? Um, what does it cost you per letter? And what are you guys writing on the letter to make it look attractive enough for somebody to open? Uh, yeah, I mean, direct uh, marketing, I mean, the success rate is not big, I would say. Um, I don't know, maybe one and a half, two percent is the most. <laughs> Yeah, and that's and that's that's a good thing. But yes, we we are working with uh, one of the companies where uh, what they doing they actually uh, be able to uh, they have a database they, database they they find those people say for example we concentrate on a on a on a on a few few counties right and then what what they can provide they can provide the data which will say, hey, these guys are, say, for example, delinquent from 90 days to like 120 days. These guys can be in bankruptcy. So we are actually target. What we do, we target the, uh, target those um, uh, those uh, potential sellers. Mm -hmm. That's what we're doing. So when you target, I mean, you can do direct marketing, uh, spend a lot of money, but but that's, that's what we're trying. We're trying to find this niche where we can target those specific those motivated sellers in that you know particular smaller area exactly, exactly okay and how much is it costing you so that is i would say it's almost about 60 i think it's six about 60 cents a letter oh, okay that's good yeah 
And what it, what does that letter look like to to be presentable? Well, I mean, we just we just say, hey, we know you. We're not saying that you're in trouble, but we're saying, hey, is there a way we we can help? And yeah. that's what we're doing. And that's yeah. what we're exactly doing. It's not I'm trying to bribe anyone. You know what I mean? It's like I'm I'm trying to help people, and that's how how the business works. I mean, if you're not trying to honestly and respectfully to help people you're not going to make any money in this business you're right i like that that's a good tip um you know it's crazy i i heard a success story with uh one of my friends over in new jersey back where i'm from um she ended up she made hers like really colorful and and really stood out and her success rate was 20 percent that's crazy yeah, I, w- I was like mind blown from it. I was like, "What? Like, I gotta, I gotta pay you a bunch of money to be able to, to really take some time out to do that because that's a huge success rate." But like, like you said, it is typically you're you're playing the numbers game, and um, and as long as you niche it down to that particular area and you just constantly, repetitively, you know, target that um, with the idea and intention to actually help out, get them out of that situation, then a win-win for everybody and it will pay off it's just you do have to play that number game so yeah i like that cool so um what other learning curves i'm i mean i'm sure there's been a bunch that that you've gone through that could actually help out some listeners that are just getting started and um or, or people that you know are interested in taking the next step and getting to the next level in their business uh well it's tough to say everyone is different uh, yeah. but i would say educate yourself number one thing i mean before i become a full uh a real estate uh full-time real estate investor you gotta be prepared for this you gotta be prepared you make sure and make sure you're not in a rat race for example you gotta you gotta make sure that you all your bills are paid yeah you're not becoming a real estate investor in one day or two that takes years to become and but if you do interested i mean you don't have to be a full-time uh, real estate investor but you can invest in real estate right yeah i mean and that's i would say to me and that's uh that's my passion uh, i love i love working with people i love uh, helping the people i like numbers uh, and uh, all this come together that's why that's why i'm here but to start with I would say educate yourself and uh, find a partner or maybe uh, who can help you uh, to achieve that goal. Say, say go to go to a couple conferences, go to a couple meetings, and then I usually go at least the three to four regular meetings a week where we get, gather together like, I don't know, 20, 30 of us and, and see what's going on. Yeah, we share, we share the ideas. We share what we have under the table, uh, or on the table, whatever. Yes, <laughs> we're just trying to we're just trying to work together. It's uh, it's competitive, but in the meantime, we help each other. It's not it's not a W two job where you are making this competition. You're trying to help each other. Of course, there's competition, but we're still trying to help each other to achieve the same goals, which is financial security and uh, helping people around. Yeah. I love how you mentioned that. You know, I, I do run into some individuals within real estate, not many anymore, but there are some individuals that really, they want to like keep all the deals to themselves and, and not, you know, there's so much real estate out there that 
I've never come into this situation or this problem if uh, when it comes into like a bidding war or anything that, you know, I know after doing my due diligence, I know the most that I can offer on a property and then to be comfortable with it. And then once I, if somebody else outbids me on that, or, you know, I'm not going to go over that number because I'm not going to fall in love with the aspect of the, the item, but um, know what, you know, the numbers make sense when it comes down to the investment side. And uh, there's so many more properties out there that, you know, just keep doing it. But um, I like how you brought up education as well, because, you know, surrounding yourself, going to those, uh, you know, RIA groups, real estate investing groups in your area, or, um, you know, just checking out Meetup online and, uh, and other investor groups, just gathering together to help, um, you know, cut other people's learning curve in half. That's actually one of the reasons why I started this podcast to really help um, get the learning curves out there for beginners or other people that are interested in, in taking their business to the next level to, you know, bring that mastermind together and really help people. Because I learned originally a lot from, uh, from webinars and, you know, just doing the education part online and in books. So I think that's, that's pretty tremendous. Exactly. And then I just want to add that, yeah, you don't have to have a lot of money to make money. You know? Yeah. So that's why you can learn to be creative and using some using other people's money to help to achieve their other uh, financial goals. Yeah. Like, for example, using their 401k, uh, 401k, Roth IRA, etc., uh, where they can invest uh, and buy real stuff. Yep. Like real estate, not, not not investing in this mutual fund where they're gonna all of the they'll pay six percent of their costs uh, to the fee to fees. Whatever. So so that's why you're gonna they will end up with the real thing where we provide the constant cash flow, or and in the meantime you can you can make some money out of it as well. So it's a win-win situation. You just need to know about it and be creative about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's well said. There, there's so many people that come up to me that constantly, they realize that real estate is the way to go to get that financial freedom or to be able to hit their goals so they can travel the world or whatever it may be. And they all think that you need a ton of money. So they're all like, well, one day I will once I you know, win the lottery. <laughs> um, so it, it's kind of, it's funny. Uh, but I'm glad that you brought that up. You know, you don't need to be the smartest guy in the room. Um, but surrounding yourself around other people that are taking action in it and being consistent and um, just just persuasive to you know get those deals getting out there and taking action I think is very key to somebody's success. Totally, yeah. You gotta be consistent and you gotta be organized. You gotta be in the game. Yeah. You gotta be in the game and uh, you gotta have your own routine as well to be organized. So that's that's another thing I want to mention and. Uh, say you have to have a routine, you have to have all of these meetings, you have to have all of these uh, calls, or maybe even play some tennis with your uh, buddies, or play some soccer, or whatever. And, yeah. Uh, that's another thing where you, uh, we have, uh, I'm a part of uh, another real estate organization, uh, and uh, we actually gather each uh, year somewhere, like uh, we go to vacation, say to Mexico, or the Caribbean, whatever. Nice. Like, it's like a hundred of us and then we just go together and we just have fun so you have to play hard but you have to have some relief as well yeah you gotta have that balance yeah you have to have a balance you have to you have to have fun you have to have yeah. fun with it 
So, so what do you, what does your future look like? I mean, what, what are the goals this year? I know you have some big goals and you want to get into some land development, but what, what do you, what do you actually see happening? Well, at this point, I mean, I'm planning to acquire, uh, my goal is acquire at least uh, uh, eight pro seller finance properties this year. Nice. That's my goal as well. Not seller financing, but eight properties. <laughs> no, you got it, man. Yeah, and then, uh, and then uh, yes, I want to continue to do some flips, uh, and that's the goal is eight to ten on this subject. Cool. I'm planning to actually. I mean, I I'm, I, I do have uh, another business as well. I have a motorhome rental business. Yeah. So, uh, in Salt Lake City, and in the, in the, we are actually uh, open a location in San Diego. So I'm yeah. trying to develop this uh, business as well. Cool. So, and uh, just continue your learning path and live a life oh yeah i love it brother so um so i i like to ask uh, all, all the guests but you know how can we actually serve you how can we give back to you and help uh, provide value well i know that we actually kind of talked about it and then i have some interest to working in san diego since we are opening uh, opening a location of our um motorhome business called uh, rv grizzly and then like a bear. Yeah, RV <laughs> Grizzly. Okay. Yeah, RV Grizzly. So yeah, so we are. I'm planning to spend. Uh, I'll 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 be still here in Salt Lake working, but I will uh, travel often to San Diego. So I'm planning to maybe uh, work on one of the projects in San Diego as well. And I think Brandon will be a great help. And uh, I know that you do some investments in other states where you can provide a great cash flow on your duplexes and uh, there's some great interest in that subject as well okay cool yeah. yeah so if anybody is listening and uh and wants to you know you know get that opportunity i think that'd be great to actually be able to give back to you and add some value connect with you so how can people reach you oh uh, well the best way i think is through my email or through my just page on facebook so say my email is nick.ziq at gmail.com and you can find Zenith IQ Consulting. You can just uh, search that in the Facebook or Google and you'll find my page. Cool. All right, cool. Well, brother, I want to thank you so much for, you know, taking the time out of your day. I know I know you're, this week's been crazy for you with uh, contractors and, and uh, you know, just getting everything done with the opportunities coming your way. So I do appreciate your time. It means a lot that, you know, you took the time out to actually give back and help uh, the listeners out there. I think that's awesome. I appreciate you, brother. Thanks, Brendan. And I hope I bring some value to the table and I uh, appreciate you as well. Thank you. Of course, man. All right, cool. Well, everyone, my name is Brandon Elliott. You can reach me at brandonelliottinvestments.com. And uh, my email is brandonelliottinvestments at gmail.com. This has been another show of Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. Till next time, guys. God bless. This has been another episode of Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by Brandon Elliott. For more information, please visit brandonelliottinvestments.com. Also, please don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment below. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, God bless.